0: This is H.P.R. episode 2793 entitled Bash Coproc. The future 2009 is here and is part of the series Bash Scripting. It is hosted by Clacky and is about 21 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Clacky discovers Bash's Coproc keyword and explains some toy examples. This episode of H.P.R. is brought to you by archive.org. It's not every day that you discover and get excited for a brand new feature in Bash, but last week I did. If you've been following Dave's excellent series of Extended Universe Ultimate Super Bash tips, you already know about command substitution and process substitution. Or maybe you like reading man pages. Either way, in case you forgot or never knew about these things, here's a quick recap. If you don't want a recap on... Uh, Process substitution and command substitution, you can now skip forward 7 minutes and 20 seconds. Command substitution is the dollar parenthesis syntax, or the older backquote syntax. It's when you call a command or function in a subshell, you wait for it to finish, and then you insert its output on the command line. Here's an absolutely ridiculous toy example number one. You can follow along in the show notes. Example one. Uh, go to your bash prompt and then you type echo space dollar parentheses echo space hacker space public space radio. End parentheses. So, what happens here is the stuff between the parentheses echo hacker public radio runs and the output hacker public radio goes to the outer echo so the result of that translation is now we have the command line echo hacker public radio so the output is hacker public radio Um, this insertion of the output is also subject to the usual word splitting that bash does and uh, you can even insert the command to run so if you just type dollar parentheses, echo, space, echo, hacker, space, public space radio and parentheses. This substitution runs and it outputs echo, hacker, public radio as four separate words. And the first word is echo, so then it looks as this new command line and it runs echo with the arguments, hacker public radio. So the output is hacker public radio. If you don't want to do word-splitting, you surround the substitution with quotes. So if you have double quote, dollar, left bracket, and the same as before, echo echo hacker public radio, and parentheses, double quote, you get an error. Because now this whole output, echo hacker public radio, is considered the first word on the command line, and there's no such command as echo hacker public radio. Command not found, it says. In older shell scripts, you don't have access to dollar parentheses. I think it's uh, a bashism. I'm not sure it existed in born shell or not, but it definitely doesn't exist in the slash bin slash shell on systems where that is not bash. So you can do backquote, echo, echo, hacker, public radio, back quote. And this is also subject to word splitting, so this creates a perfectly valid command line that says echo hacker public radio. So the output is hacker public radio. You can learn more about this in Dave's excellent HPR1903, some further bash tips. So that was command substitution. Then there's process substitution. That's when you have greater than or less than sign followed by a parentheses. So instead of the dollar, you have the greater than or less than sign. This calls a command or function in the subshell too, but instead of returning the output, it returns a file descriptor to the subshell's standard in if you used greater than or. The subshell standard out if you used less than. So the process runs in the background, we don't wait for it. File descriptor here means the file path to a pipe. So it will look something like slash dev slash fd slash um, 63, where the number depends on the particular circumstances, what other subprocess you are running, and so on. So here's ridiculous toy example number two. You can type echo space less than parentheses echo space hacker space public space radio and parentheses. So this will run echo hacker public radio in a subshell and return a file descriptor name that points to the standard out. So we run this and we get slash dev slash fd slash 63 in the case when I ran this where 63 was the highest open file handle number, file descriptor number under 64 in that particular running bash. If you want to do something useful with this, you do give it to some command that expects a file. So you can run cat, space, less than, parentheses, echo space hacker space public space radio and parentheses so now cat will get this slash dev uh, path name, it will read it and it will print it out and we get the output hacker public radio you can also combine these two, you can combine process substitution with redirection that's our ridiculous toy example number three echo space hacker space public space radio greater than sorry radio space greater than space greater than this is important because if you have two greater than after each other it bash the bash grammar thinks you're doing appending redirect so you need to have space between them. Uh, where was I radio space greater than space greater than parentheses said space dash e space single quote s slash dollar slash exclamation mark slash single quote and parentheses. So this will run the said command in a sub process. You replace any line with uh the same line, but with an exclamation mark appended. Uh, What it actually exactly says, it replaced the empty space at the end of the line with an exclamation mark. So you run this and you get Hacker Public Radio exclamation mark. If you wanna learn more about process substitution, check out Dave's HPR 2045, some other bash tips. Okay, great. That's the background to this episode. So we can send data to processes and we can receive data from processes. But if we send data to a process with process substitution, we can't receive its output. It goes straight to our standard out and there's no super convenient and portable way to change that. There are ways and I've written a Fediverse post on this. I'm going to link it in the show notes and I owe you a show about this. For now, it's just a Fediverse post. There is no way to access the output when you also access the input unless you live in the future and you have access to bash 4. So, a co-process in Bash is a subshell to which you have access to two file descriptors: a standard in and its standard out. These two file descriptors will be put in a Bash array. To learn more about arrays, check out Dave's series within the Bash series—a whopping five-part quadrology, including HPR 2709, 2719, 2729, 2739, and. The supplemental HPR 2756. So, where were we? Co-processes. You create a co-process using the new coproc <clears throat> keyword. This is so new, having only been introduced in 2009, that the ecosystem is still catching up. ASCII docs, bash syntax highlighting doesn't yet support it, and that's where I write my show notes. So, coproc will not be highlighted. I'm filing issues for pigments and GNU source highlight, which is what ASCII-Doc uses for uh, doing its source code highlights. So the coproc keyword, there are two ways to call it. First way is to give coproc a simple command. That means just a normal single command. the yeah. Command name and the parameters. This will put the file descriptor numbers in an array called coproc, capital letters. Utterly Trivial Example number 4 that does nothing and then exits. You're on the prompt and you write coproc colon semicolon. So that creates the coprocess that does nothing. And then declare-p declare space dash p space coproc with capital letters and press Enter. Then it will output some uh, job number and some process number to indicate that it now started a sub process running nothing. And then declare p prints out the value of this array coproc. So it says declare dash a coproc equals element zero is 63 and element one is 60. So 63 here is our coprocess' output. And uh, one element, 60, is the input. And then it says done, coproc, coproc, colon. Because uh, it didn't do anything, so it returned immediately. We, we were given just enough time to find this variable because when it, uh, the subprocess exits, it also clears out the associated variable to create it. Created. And so it's possible that this line will not actually work in some imaginable future bash that is a bit quicker at tearing this down. Um, so what this tells us is we have a file descriptor 63 we can write to, and we have a file descriptor 60 that we can read from, if this would have been a, a subprocess that actually does something. And as we see in the done output, it says copoc, coproc two times colon that shows us that it gave this uh, coprocess the implicit coprocess name coproc, because we just gave it a simple command. Now, the other way is to give coproc a command grouping. We can surround a series of statements with curly brackets or parentheses. It doesn't really matter which one you choose because coproc creates a subshell anyway choose whichever style you prefer. I like the parentheses because then you don't have to remember the semicolon at the end that you need to do when you have uh, uh, curly brackets. So example number five. We give this thing a name. Coproc space HPR in capital letters space parentheses colon and parentheses semicolon declare space dash p space and then hpr in capital letters so we gave this co-process the name hpr and we are looking at the hpr array variable uh, the output is job number and process id and then it shows the the array printout declare dash a hpr equals 0 equals 63 and 1 equals 60. So we got the same ports as before because the previous process had cleared its ports. Uh, sorry, file descriptors uh, before we ran this command. And then it says done. And now instead of coproc, coproc, uh, colon, it now says coproc, HPR, parenthesis, colon, parenthesis. Okay. Now we want a slightly less contrived example that at least does something. So let's use grep. I got stuck on this for a while because I didn't realize that grep won't do a thing until it has received a full buffer or an end of file. So it just waited and didn't output anything. I tried to read from grep's output and uh, nothing is coming, must be something weird with bash. But yeah, it was, it was grep that was trying to be efficient. So the solution is to add the parameter dash dash line dash buffered, which makes grep less performant, but more practical to deal with in, in this example. So example seven, coproc space and then grep in capital letters. You can use small letters also, I just prefer to distinguish the command and the process by using different case for them. and. Uh, I feel comfortable with uh, uh, environment variables having capital letters, especially when they come from some, some system command. Um, so, coproc, space, grep in capital letters, space, parentheses, grep, space, dash dash line dash buffered, space, pub, and parentheses, semicolon. And then we consume this, No, no we, f- we feed this with something. So printf, space, single quote, parenthesis, s, backslash, n, single quote. Hacker, public, radio with spaces between them, space, greater than ampersand, dollar, curly bracket, grep with capital letters square bracket, one, end square bracket, and curly bracket. Semicolon, we're not done yet, space. So now we've fed it something, now we need to read something out. Cat, space, less than ampersand dollar, curly bracket. grep with capital letters, square bracket, zero, and square bracket, and curly bracket. So we ran grep. Uh, grep pub as a coprocess we use printf to feed it three lines hacker public and radio and then we read the output of grep with cat and we get first job number process id when coproc creates the process and then we get public and then we're stuck nothing happens why is that well the grep process keeps waiting for input, so it's still running. We, we could feed it more lines to process. It doesn't know that we are done. And cat is waiting for more output from grep, so it's also waiting. So to, to get on with this, we'll have to control C to kill cat, and then we kill percent sign one, if that's the job number Bash showed us, to kill the grep process. Okay, we know that grep will only give us the line that says public, so we can just read that one line. And then when we are done feeding it lines, we can close our side of its standard in, and it will notice this and exit gracefully. So here's example seven. coproc, space, grep with capital letters, space, parentheses, grep, space, dash, dash, line, dash, buffered, space, pub, and parentheses, Semicolon, space, printf, single quote, percent s, backslash n, single quote, space, hacker, space, public, space, radio, space, greater than, ampersand, dollar sign, curly bracket, grep with capital letters, square bracket one, end square bracket, end curly bracket, semicolon, and then head, space, dash n1, space, Less than ampersand dollar curly bracket grep with capital letters square bracket zero and square bracket and curly bracket semicolon okay. and now we have consumed one line of this output so we can and we have we're done insert um, yeah in sending uh, lines to grep so we close this thing with exec space curly bracket grep capital letters Square bracket one, end square bracket, end curly bracket greater than ampersand dash. So we started the grep co process. We sent it three lines. We read the first line and then we closed the, the standard in on the process. Bash says job number, process ID, and then it says public. And then it says, uh, job number, done, co-proc, grep, blah, blah, blah. There we go. It's not the most brilliant example, but it shows all the relevant moving parts, and we covered a couple of caveats. So now, go out and play with this, and come back with an example on how this is actually useful in the real world. And then you submit the show to Hacker Public Radio. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-bam. Bum-bum-bum-bum. Bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum.